Hey, good evening, good Thursday evening, Grace Point, and anyone else out there listening. Father, I pray today that you'll open our hearts and minds to the Word of God. Lord, I pray for revelation and wisdom, as always, in the knowledge of Him, that you'll open our minds and spirit to the Word of God, in Jesus, and to the Gospel, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so last week we began to talk about impartation, but I'm going to take a little turn here. We, we had been teaching on endowment of power and then impartation. And uh, we may or may not get back into impartation. I just have to take this turn. I, I've been trying to preach about the glorious church and the messy church on Sundays, and I just haven't had any success getting into it. And I hope this weekend, actually, I hope to be able to do that. But I want to go through Corinthians, and I may touch on impartation there because we will be getting into the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so at that point, that might be a good time to talk about impartation. We'll see. Uh, Before I get into the book of Corinthians, I want to do an overview. And I'm not going to do just like every verse, verse by verse, to go through the book of Corinthians. I guess if you wanted to do that, you could read a commentary (laughs) But I do want to give an overview. One of the things I taught when we did our How to Study the Bible, I taught about um, if we want to understand the Bible, we need to look back or draw back and see the big picture of what the Bible is about. And uh, then, you know, if we want to understand the Old Covenant, we got to draw back and understand what the Old Covenant is about. We want to understand the New Covenant. we got to, you know, kind of fade back and look and see, and anytime we study a book of the Bible, what I've learned, it's so important that we don't just grab verses out and just pull them out and preach those verses out of context, out of context of the purpose of the letter or what the author intended. Uh, we want to know what, in Corinthians, what's Paul talking about? What's he trying to do? And then, then how does it fit in the gospel, or how does it fit in the New Testament, and how does that fit in the overall scheme of, of the Bible? I notice when people do that, and they pull things out of context, then you can really miss what the author of that book is really getting at. And it doesn't mean that what that person is getting is, is wrong. Like, for example, I remember... There was a preacher that preached the message, woman, thou art loosed. And he was talking about um, that woman that was um, bound in um, um, like some type of wrap or something like that. And, and then she was loosed from her, her affliction or loose. That's what it was, was a back thing. She was loosed from the string in her back. And he gave a message about how women had been set free. And he, and he talked more about it wasn't women's lib, but it was just more about women's freedom and how Jesus set women free. And yet that really wasn't what the author was intending. It's not that his sermon was wrong. It's not that his message, woman thou art loosed, is wrong. And it's not even wrong to use the scripture in that way inspirationally. But if you want to understand what the text or the scripture actually means, that would be inappropriate because that's not what Jesus was teaching about how, how he was setting uh, women free in kind of a women's liberation type of, type of way. That wasn't what he was teaching. He was actually loosing her from a string in her back and healing her. I hope that makes sense. So if you take stuff out of context, you need to make sure people understand 
that it's out of context and you're making, making a point that way. So, said all that to say this, the book of Corinthians is Paul writing to a church that he had planted, a church that he had gone and preached the gospel. There were people that were saved. God saved people in Corinth, and Paul established the church. And now that he's away from this church, there are all kinds of problems breaking out in the church. I call it a messy church. They, and I'm, we'll go through and kind of tap on that just briefly, all the different problems that Paul was experiencing. So it's important when we're reading this letter, we understand Paul is writing this as an apostle, as the founder of this church, and he is correcting wrong attitudes and wrong behavior. And in doing that, he's going to establish doctrine and he's going to establish the gospel. He's going to do a lot of things while he's doing it. But his purpose is to bring correction and guidance and direction to the church. If you keep that in mind, you're going to understand the letter better. So when I read a book of the Bible, I'll read it multiple times through, like one, two, three. I'll read it so I can get the whole picture. Then you can kind of come back and look at each chapter and, and see what, what Paul's dealing with. Now, Remember, when Paul wrote this letter, he wasn't writing it in chapter and verse. He was writing it, and he's dealing with problems, and he's just rolling. He might write something in chapter 11 that he's touched on in chapter 1 because he's making a point, and he's just dealing. He may have a train of thought that he leaves for a minute, and then he circles back and touches that topic again and again. But there is the idea of correction and guidance and solving problems in this book, in the church. So with that in mind, let's get in, let's get in and start reading it. Well, even no, stop. Even before we do that, let me go over some of the problems that Paul is dealing with, kind of chapter by chapter, so you can see this as we're going into it. So in chapter 1, Paul is going to deal with division. And honestly... That is at the heart of this whole letter. He's going to return to division and the solution to division in this letter. And he'll be handling it uh, in different chapters and different topics. But it's always some type of sin or some type of divisiveness that's going on in this church. And so Paul is giving guidance and direction how to handle. So the first chapter, he talks about division in the church. And he really... From there, he springs into the gospel in chapter 2. Then he just preaches the gospel, what the gospel is. And then he rules on into chapter 3, and he deals with division again, okay? So Paul, boom, he, he talks about division. He breaks forth and starts talking about the gospel, but he comes back to that topic of division, and he compares world, worldly wisdom to spiritual wisdom. And uh, so the, and, and in chapter, it, rolling on, Paul's talking about his care for them, and, and uh, he's talking about how he's a steward of the gospel, and he's explaining his mission in the gospel and what he's up to, and he's going to bring correction. At the end of chapter 4, he says, should I come in gentleness? Do I need to come with a sword? So he's bringing this correction. Rolling right into chapter 5 then, there's sexual sin, which we'll talk about in the body of Christ, and Paul deals with sexual sin. Chapter 6 Brothers and sisters are suing one another. Division. 
division, okay? They're suing one another. Chapter 7, kind of back to sexual sin, how to treat women. Chapter 8, he's going to deal in people's conscience, how they're wounding their brother. They're bringing division. They're wounding their weak brother by how they're behave, behaving. He exhorts them to self-denial in chapter 9. He warns them from the Old Testament in chapter 10 uh, about um, how God had to judge them. And, and he talks to them again a little bit about communion, about how the body is one. And he exhorts chapter 11. He talks about communion, but they're not taking communion right. So he brings correction on how they're taking communion. Chapter 12, he deals with the body how we should honor one another. So now see, Paul's bringing solutions to all this sin and division, talking about how the, the body is one, how we should honor one another. Then he rolls right into chapter 13, which is the love chapter. And love is the answer to everything. Paul is saying, this is how we roll, okay? We should love one another. And he bounces back into the body, spiritual gifts in chapter 14. Chapter 15, he preaches the gospel, reminds them what the gospel, gospel is. He gives some general admonition and farewells in chapter 16. So the whole letter, okay, is this apostolic, pastoral correction and admonition from the apostle. And, um, and the apostle and the pastor have every right to bring correction. In fact, they are under mandate by Jesus to bring correction into the church. They have to. Jesus demands it of the apostle or the pastor. They have to because Jesus wants his sheep to know the truth and he wants to give them correction and admonition. So I'll stop right there. That's a good introduction. Uh, we will call this the introduction to the messy church and we'll pick up right there starting in chapter one of Corinthians next week. How long was that, Brian? Brian?